0: And she's looking for an on there it is. That is tight, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you.
1: Mackenzie hey! Dern,
2: special on the ground as usual. I don't know why the girls wanna stay on the ground. Watch out your limbs, guys.
1: Mackenzie Dern, don't look now. Cannonball coming for the rest of the UFC
3: strawweight division.
2: Johnny Walker rallies
1: for a yeah. sensational finish! Somebody
3: wanna fight me, I'm ready. I'm going fight again now, now. All right, well,
1: sign me up to call it, man. Play. Congrats on a big Thank one you, tonight, Walker. Johnny Walker. unfiltered please tell me that's on video i've never been happier i am made for a fucking podcast that's
0: dangerous <laughs> Listen to me we're at it
1: welcome to ufc unfiltered uh, matt right now is uh, is zooming in from uh fight island and Laura Sanko yes. is my co-host for the whole show. And uh, Matt's having a bit of trouble seeing both of us at the same time. What time is it there,
3: Matt?
0: It is, uh, I don't know. It's on my phone, but it's like seven. No, that's 7.45. <laughs> that's right.
1: I'm jealous of Matt's life, Laura, because Matt gets to go. Like, I, I saw you know, Dana when he landed tweet, uh, tweet, uh, from Etihad mm-hmm. Airline. Like, I imagine he was like, in one of the Etihad suites. Did you get to fly in the suite, Matt?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was business class. I like it. I get the, you know, it goes all the way down. Laura knows. Laura's been the Fight Island.
4: I have. Right? I have. Uh, I'm and I'm headed out there again. And I've got a couple weeks off, so I'll be I'll be joining out you you out there. I don't know how long you'll be there, but um, yeah, the, the flight over is not bad when you can actually lay flat. That makes a massive difference. But it's a long it's a long one.
0: <laughs> I ask Laura because she was going to come on last
4: week with us. Yes. Laura, yes. you fought in Invicta. People don't know that. Is that true? it's true it's so true i did i had uh i had a seven and one amateur career and then you know that glorious illustrious long career when i was a pro <laughs> well, I, I just stopped it for one profile. Uh, i actually was in camp for my next fight and um i i was listen i was i was i had big plans matt and then my husband knocked me up i had to pull out because oh. he didn't pull out That's my, <laughs> that's my <laughs> favorite joke
1: that's a good. That's yeah, a I good reason. For <laughs> because he didn't. Right. Um.
0: Does your husband train? Does he fight?
4: No, no? no. He he's a massive fan. Um, he watched. I mean, he watched UFC one live. He he grew up in a real small town in Kansas, so he had to like go to the local Holiday Inn to go watch it at the hotel. Like, he's a huge fan, but doesn't train, doesn't do anything martial arts related. But he's a very knowledgeable fan, so that helps for sure. How did you meet him? I, I was trying to get him. I, I used to be in, uh, in finance and I was in, well, oh. early stage, uh, venture capital. So I was trying to get him to invest in one of the companies I was representing and we kept meeting and meeting and meeting. And I was finally like, are you going to freaking, are you going to fucking cut me a check or not? And, uh, he's like, no, but we can, we can keep having lunch.
1: <laughs> Good for him. So wait, venture capital. I know nothing about that stuff. Uh, is there, are we in big trouble financially? Cause I'm panicking today.
4: No, no, we're good. We're good. Okay. You're good. You. I'm just going right. to, I'll put you at ease. It's been a minute since I've been in that world, and I was really more in the startup uh, side of things, less the market side of things. But I'm just going to, I'm just going to put you at ease. You're going to be all right.
1: Thank you very much.
4: You're welcome.
0: Let me get back to your training and fighting because this is the deal, Jimmy. People see Laura and they're like, oh, look at that. They got uh, some model who's hosting the, uh, she's doing the uh, announcing for the daylight Contest. Blonde hair, blue eyes, yeah. and yeah. Yada, yada. But she was a fighter, Jimmy. Yeah, I know. Jimmy, listen, I'm not making it awkward. We lock both of you in a room, and one of, them, one of you has to walk out. It might be Laura. She's well-trained. I Jimmy, have no Jimmy, you doubt. walk
1: around now? What do you weigh? I, I weigh, um, well, actually, a little. I don't weigh myself because I was, I'm was i so disgusted with my behavior during COVID, my eating. Um, I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling side blubber. It's really repulsive, so I won't get on a scale. I just, when I can walk by the mirror without going, ugh. I'll be happy. That's what I'm that's my goal. Just to be able to walk by the mirror and okay. not be disgusted. F-
4: More fair question. What what weight class would you fight in? Is my question.
1: If I had to fight I I'm going to guess it would probably be lightweight uh around there, but I mean I fluctuate anywhere from like 165 to 130 Seven, but that's not discipline. That's just when I'm depressed and when I'm not, you know,
4: I might be able to take you, but you can, I don't know
1: without a doubt. If you have any <laughs> you skills, can. you can, I can't fight for <laughs> shit. You can yeah. definitely take me. It's not even a maybe one punch. <laughs> I'd go down.
0: <laughs> so, so, so Laura, you tell me about your training. When did you start training?
4: Yeah, I started training in 2007. Uh, I, I actually, what a crazy story. So when I li- I lived in New York city when I was doing the finance stuff and Angela Hill and I trained in the same gym. She didn't have any amateur fights. I didn't have any amateur fights. And she was on like the Muay Thai side of the gym. And I was in this dingy little, like the tiniest little gross MMA corner you've ever seen in your life. Because this is before it was legal in New York. No one was doing it. So I'm like, I'm over here and we're grappling on like this disgusting 10 by 10 mat trying to take turns because there's no mat space. Angela's over on the other side of the gym doing her Muay Thai thing. And every once in a while, I'd hop into a Muay Thai class and because we were kind of the same size i fought at 105 so i'm a little bit smaller than her um we'd like get matched up we we would you know train together a little bit and then years later obviously she goes to the ufc but i'm still working for invicta and then when she came back to invicta and i interviewed her after her championship win i was just like dude how crazy is this because we hadn't seen each other since we lived in new york so yeah it's been a long i mean i've i've been training with the guys at uh, gloria MMA and fitness for 13 years now yeah
1: did you ever look back and go, like, obviously, you're glad you had your, you got pregnant, you have your kid, but do you ever look back and go, like, yeah, part of me wishes I'd gone back to fighting? Like, did you ever kind of regret not going back, or is it something you never thought of?
4: Yes and no. I mean, so, because the UFC still doesn't have my weight class, the top of the mountain for me was always going to be Invicta, and I love Invicta, and it's my home, but if I'm just kind of real talk here, you know, that that's not a light. that's not a career you know money wise they're they're not able to pay uh, a big money there although it w- would have been cool to do more i do kick myself about it though because like i find that cuz i'm wanting to do more anal- uh, analyst work with the with the ufc and i do find that it would be a lot better if my resume was a little bit more impressive <laughs> i know i know what i'm talking about but not a lot of people know that um, upon first glance. So um, I'm trying to take every opportunity I can to, you know, dissect fights and kind of let people know what's up. But I, I yeah, I've been training for 13 years, um, still train actively, although I don't do full pro practice all the time. It's been a minute since I've done that. <laughs> yeah, but seven seven amateur fights in one pro? Yeah, yeah, I was – yeah eight, I, was either, I can't That's remember. Right. I was either seven and one as an amateur. I only had one loss. My second fight was my only loss. And then – Like I said, I just – you have kids, Matt. You know how it is. Like, your priorities change, and there just was not a huge future at 105 pounds. And I think if the UFC had added my weight class a few years ago, I probably would have made a pivot and and tried to do that, but it's still not there. So, like, why would I – and I can't compete at 115. I walk at, like, 118. I I weigh 118 now, and I'm not in great shape, so.
0: Yeah, but you're lucky. You're good at what you – I didn't know you even trained. When I saw you as – the announcer, What do you? What do you call it?
4: What are <laughs> like the? Uh, what are you doing there? Reporter and whatever I'm doing. We don't. Sure, need, I whatever, don't even know what I'm doing half the time. Whatever you
0: call it. But well, you're so natural at that. I didn't know. I didn't even know you fought until they. I read it when you were supposed to be on this week, and I definitely wanted to bring attention to that because, first of all, that's huge. That's so huge that you're in there. You know, because
4: it makes a difference. That, yeah, I, I've I've cut weight. Like I've I've you know I've had I've had all the disasters i've been the one loss was was a not very fun knockout you know i've been i've been choked unconscious a gazillion times by tim elliott in the gym you know like i can uh i i, can, I don't i don't have a, i don't have a ufc belt to show for it but you know i've got some i got some experience to bring to the microphone for sure
1: when you when you got knocked out did you know what happened or did you come to and go like did they have to tell you you'd been knocked out
4: it was um they they had to tell I didn't think I had gone out um and it was so long ago and and such a low ranking and to be honest with you the girl I fought was on meth so I kind of feel like it should be <laughs> not counted <laughs> It was in this backwoods Missouri it was like 2009 I want to say uh backwoods Missouri like we may have been in a barn I don't I don't really remember um her coach was the promoter and the referee Oh, and she was like Picking at her face, like so strung out looking like, couldn't stand still, was just like uh, this at the weigh-ins. And I just remember being like, my little face was like, holy shit, I think she's on meth. I don't think I could beat this girl. And I just totally talked myself. And I just got like deer in the headlights and she clocked me and I wasn't like a one punch knockout. I went down and she just hammer fisted the shit out of my temple, <laughs> so.
0: She doesn't feel any
4: pain, she's a medicated zombie.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: But who do you guys have on
1: the show today? Johnny Walker. And then we have Mackenzie Dern we just added. And uh, I know you must, you must have loved that win.
0: I just literally watched her fight just now because that's the only one I missed. I missed her and Kevin Allen, and I watched both of them. Yeah. And
1: uh, if we got a second, why don't we talk about the fights? I don't know Absolutely, yeah. Because, by the way, our picks were horrendous. I, I think you took Holland and I took Stewart, which was a terrible mistake on my part.
0: Uh, it was great by mine. But listen to me. What did uh? What did I pick with Mackenzie Dern? I said round two submission. Oh, shame on me. <laughs> can I tell you something? And you know this, Laura. When you're going for an arm lock on top and Ronda when, – when, you can pronounce it Ronda or Randa? Randa. Ronda. Randa. Randa. Marcos. Randa. She did the right thing in the sense where she captured her foot. So it's hard to commit to, to complete an arm lock Without both legs over, and somebody has that foot court and half guard, it is hard to do. It's very but hard to do. The way uh, Mackenzie had that, her on her, arm, her armpit—that's real old school. Some jujitsu lockups, and the way she did that was just masterful. I couldn't believe it. it and also the Uma Plata to get the reversal off the triangle, because I got short legs, Laura, so I'm used to that a lot. Where if somebody postures out of a triangle, I like to go around it and go for that Uma Plata. I was. I was just sitting here like a mental patient. Yeah.
4: I was I was geeking out as well. I was geeking out. She uh, the way that she, like you said, the way that she, and I do that because I'm not very strong. I do that a lot of times with my arm bars as well because I don't necessarily, if I'm holding it like this, I don't always have the grip strength to hang onto someone's arm. But if I can get him, you know, locked in like that, oh, it was just gorgeous.
1: I was surprised that Marcos, because she, I think Mackenzie slipped. Didn't she throw a kick and slip yeah, and went to the floor? Slipped off a what? kick. Yeah. What was it like Marco? It wasn't like she knocked her down and had her. Like I, I, like, I would love to know what was she thinking to go to the floor like that in the first round.
0: Yeah, but Rand is good on the floor too. Really good. So she probably said, "All right, I'll beat her up. I, I have a good submission defense." Yeah. You know, there's levels down there, just like there's levels standing up. Yeah. Obviously, Uh you know, again, I could watch that all day long. I mean, such I love just that high level jujitsu. You know used in the octagon i love that
1: yeah you took uh you did take uh i took Darren by decision i was i was more off than you
0: well let me tell you kevin holland gave him he was too much of a hard critic i know when you're in there sometimes you remember everything that went wrong or whatever i think he he most likely won those first two rounds i'd have to watch again so then unless that last round was a, he won that fight so i mean but don't get me wrong stewart was in there
1: Now's a great time to get a new home and take advantage of historically low mortgage rates with Guaranteed Rate, the official mortgage partner of the UFC. Their perfect combination of technology and experienced loan officers will help you get a great rate on your new home. Today's rates are historically low, so there's no better time to lock in that dream home. Get started right now at rate.com. Guaranteed Rate positively different equal housing lender subject to credit approval restrictions apply company nmls id number 2611 nmlsconsumeraccess.org Here's something new. You know how the price of gold has been skyrocketing lately. Matt, you know that. Yeah, despite the price of gold? Of course, everybody knows that. Now there's a new way to buy gold through a company called Acre. Acre lets you subscribe to gold bars Oh, for as little as $30 a month. Once your gold stash reaches the price of their gold bars, they discreetly ship Acre Gold to your house. And just recently, Acre has introduced a new $100 a month subscription to a five gram gold bar. Acre provides industry first packaging that looks and feels more expensive than other gold alternatives. Visit getacregold.com UFC start investing in physical gold today. Make sure you go to this URL because Acre is giving away a gold bar. Wow. To qualify for the giveaway, tweet or post why you should be the recipient and mention at get underscore Acre. That's the at mention. the little fat A, foot get. Underscore ACRE, A C R E. Thank you, ACRE Gold, for supporting mixed martial arts and especially the UFC. Let's talk about a couple of the fights, uh, Matt. Again, we both picked very incorrectly. Uh, I took Stewart by a second round sub, and you took um, Holland, and you were correct. I mean, it's crazy. Why would I not take Kevin Holland? I mean, Johnny Walker against Span, and we're talking to Johnny today, too.
0: Span, his coaches, Listen, don't concentrate telling the ref about hitting the back of the head. Concentrate on your your opponent not staying there. You you take one of those shots, it's one too many. If you stay there for two or three, you're gonna get what you deserve. Oh, and then he's like, "Oh, hit me in the back of the head," and I'm like, "Man, I'm not shit." No. Yeah. Oh, hit me in the back of the head. How do you know my face was in his crotch? Well, what the fuck is that? I like, do. You're in a fight. You get hit. Yeah. Move. Don't stay there. It's as simple as that. You can't say, oh, these are illegal shots. He can't be doing this. This is wrong. Picture it like it's a real fight. You're locked in a cage. Don't worry about the, the rights and wrongs. And you're getting hit. Move, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You can't say that's the ref's fault. And if one got to the back of the head, it, it happens. But I don't know. I thought that the, the, the coach kind of screwed him up because he made him concentrate on, oh, the back of the head, Ralph, ref, ref, yeah. Dude, tell your
4: guy to move.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was weird that he pressed him up against the cage. It looked like he was going for a takedown, but like, why is he doing that? Um, I, I didn't understand why he was doing what he was doing.
4: Well, I think, I mean, I think Johnny, I mean, people feel like Johnny Walker's, you know, kryptonite is maybe that, that grappling against the cage and getting taken down and controlled because that happened to get, was it off that kind of uh, messed him up like that? He, that's shown, you know, he's shown that that's maybe not his strength, but you're right. I mean, I feel like Safe Saud is the name of uh, the coach and I freaking, I love Safe. But I agree with you. I mean, too many people are getting caught in that double leg. And if it doesn't happen right away, man, you got to get your head out of the way. But I feel like we're seeing more of those knockouts with elbows from that position. And when they went back and showed it, they were clean shots. I mean, the back of the head is only, what is it, the size of a deck of the cards, the very, very, very back right. of the head. So if it's anything other than the exact back of the head, it's a clean shot. So, I mean, that's why we had safe on before.
0: Like, you know, we know him. And uh, it's one thing to look out for your fighter, but there was no. The, or, it should be get it move, get out, get out, yeah. move. Yeah. Don't stay there because you've seen it. I forgot the fight was on the Contender series recently. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm never gonna remember it. But the same thing: the guy got back to his feet and and just started clubbing him up against the uh, elbow and up against the cage and ended it. Yeah. So you take one, you're bad. Move along. Even if you come up into the clinch. You can't expect to take those and just be like, Raph, that might've been on the back of my head. I don't, I don't know what the, I don't, I don't agree with that. And he was in that fight also. He was doing well up until that.
4: Oh, they both clocked each other at the exact same time. I mean, they were, they both, I think he connected with a hook and, or no, he, Span connected with a right hand and he connected with a hook or something like that. And uh, yeah, they were both wobbled there for a second. It was any guy's fight for a minute, but did you see John Jones's tweet after that? No. He goes, nice no. bar fight, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, man. Hey, listen. What about Comzad? Come on, man. Oh. First, of all, I love him on the mic. I like he has this little like evil chuckle to himself.
4: Really? He's like,
0: what? Yeah. Hey, like you're like, uh, what's the name? Autumn lobo. <laughs> he's like chuckling <laughs> like, a dude. He's freaking hysterical. He, I, I i find the guy hysterical i think he's great on the mic you he's know? got his
4: own he's got his own thing because he just doesn't say much i went to i i interviewed him after his uh fight for the for the social thing i do with the ufc now and he doesn't say much uh and he doesn't say it very loudly but you can there's just like this like why are you out even asking me this question type of attitude which i love it's like what that's just of course i win of course i smash yes
0: and uh you know, I saw Dana and Dana's here, obviously. And he was saying, uh, he's going look, he goes, That kid was telling me all week long, ah, you think I'm just a grappler. He goes, You wait. He goes, You wait. Goes, you, wait. you think I'm just a grappler. And whoo And you yeah, enough right? Because we love Gerald Mershot. Yeah. He did, it. he did it well. He wrote something like, Well, royally fucked that up. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean he crumbled. Like like that punch just dropped. You don't see guys fall that like that's it was a decisive Uh, I guess there was a couple after that probably weren't even, he didn't even have to do. But uh, even if I had taken, uh, um, I I would not have taken him by one punch knockout in the first round. We took Mirchard. And again, because I I figured Mirchard's a veteran and, you know, he'll be able to uh, tie him up and make him go deeper than he's used to going. But wow, I did not see that coming.
0: Last time we seen something like that was Conor versus Jose Aldo, kind of.
1: Yeah, some of us flew to Vegas for that. Some of us spent hours on a plane and got a fucking hotel, and then 13 seconds later we're going back to the hotel. And fine. <laughs> that was the end of that. And he's got to be big at, at welterweight.
4: Oh my goodness,
0: I would love to see him and Maya. I know they're talking about it.
4: Yeah, I don't know if that's one. Yeah. I don't know if that's one's going to happen. I don't. I don't feel as. Heavy on that one anymore. When I interviewed Dana, he was adamant. And now this was before Hamzat's fight, though. So Dana said he'll definitely be fighting in Las Vegas after Fight Island. And when I said Maya, he didn't really commit to the Maya name. He made it sound like they were trying to line something up for Fight Island. And after that fight, I don't like no. Um, absolutely, you can't you can't disrespect someone like Demi and Maya. But I kind of wonder if he doesn't need to go a different direction after that anyway. Like a little bit more juice, you know.
0: Oh, go a little bit more juice than Damian Maya?
4: Yeah, just in terms of the stylistic matchup. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't mind that fight. I don't mind that fight. I just after I really thought he, going into that fight, and I feel dumb saying it now, of course, but I kept saying, you know, Gerald Mershart, that's a real middleweight. He's a veteran, he's durable, he's got good you know, he's got great jujitsu, obviously. I didn't necessarily see Mershart winning, but I saw it being you know, a test like uh, we're going to see some stuff. And that was not what happened. What do you yeah, think no.
1: about, too? We should talk uh, uh, quickly about uh, Tyron Woodley. That, I mean, look, I, I don't know exactly what's happening with him. We talked to him three straight. And uh, I, personally, I think it's it's, it's it, I'm not going to say it's a fear. He's really does not want to be taken down. Uh, because if you look at the Maya fight, how few punches he threw in that fight. And uh, after he, he throws a right and uh, and uh, he, he's uh, he's taken down. The rest of the fight, he's just kind of – he's gun-shy, and the one time he unloads is on Darren Till, who's really not a threat to take him down. What do you, what do you think about that, Matt?
0: Um, if you look at at Tyron when he fought, like, Robbie Lawler and others, he, he, he was in there like a lion. Like, he was in there like a dominant one-punch knockout power, hard to take down, in your face. Like, I don't – he doesn't look like a hungry – and I love Tyron. He doesn't look like a hungry fighter. He doesn't look like he wants to be in there. He doesn't look from round one. Maybe the early takedown made a big difference, but he just doesn't look like he wants to be in there in between rounds. He, it's, it's There's no, there's no urgency. There's no, there's no like, <clears throat> like look, at comes up before he fights. Now, yeah. listen, everybody's, saying, you don't have to be like that. That dude is no one place on the planet. That dude would rather be. You know, unless, you know, I mean, there's no play. He just is so – Tyron doesn't look like that right now. He looks like he doesn't want to really be there.
1: He said he had a good camp, and he looked really good. Like, he looked great when he got in. And I, I really think it's got something to do with not wanting to be taken down. And I don't know if he's afraid of gassing uh, or if that's in the back of his head. But he, there's, there's a reason he doesn't want to be Because, again, again, you look at Wonderboy and how he fought uh, uh, fought him. I mean, uh, he was, he didn't fight with the same hesitancy throwing punches – um, and when you know, and Thompson's a very dangerous striker, and Darren Till's a very dangerous striker. So I don't know exactly. I think it's got a fear of being on the floor. What do you What do you think, Laura?
4: Yeah, I think there's it's a fear of something for sure. And I think because you know, you watch his training footage coming into this fight, and I was I was like, okay, this is this. He looks he looks keyed in here. You know, you could see him. And training footage is training footage, but you could tell that he was working on cardio. He was working on volume. Oh. He was working on you know, really preparing himself to go out there, and really be able to get let his hands go, and it seemed like early in the fight that he was having some success doing that. I mean, he was a lot more active than we've seen him in the last couple of fights early in the fight, and then you're right, something just kind of happens, and I don't know if it was. I'd be fascinated to know when he broke his rib. I think he, it, I think it popped out of place during that grappling yeah. exchange there, but I wonder when the break happened, and maybe if he was in pain, quite a bit of pain longer than we realized, but. Man it's just you you're right. I mean you see him in there and he's thinking he's thinking too much about not doing something rather than doing what he is so good at and you know you think about that Koscheck fight and the ones you mentioned yeah. Matt. He's just so good at being the way he would sprint forward close distance and just that that right hand is incredible but it's like, he's just, he can't pull the trigger. And it's, it's frustrating to watch because I'm such a fan of his. And, and I, I like him as a person as well.
1: I wonder if it's the, it's the, the curse sometimes of of guys who'd, who'd have that one punch knockout power who just start to rely on like Nelson did at one point and, and Mark Hunt and these guys, and it's just, it, it gotta be tempting because what feels better than to knock somebody out with one punch and you see them kind of just gearing up to land that, one punch and not using other weapons as much as they should. I mean, I I can't figure it out because we had Tyron on right before the fight and he sounded very uh, focused and ready and seeing him go in, he looked, he was in perfect shape. So he's certainly not, not training. Um, I I don't know. I can't figure it out either, Uh, but there is something he's, you're right. He's trying to avoid something as opposed to trying to do something.
0: True that. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's something that he's going to have to work out and see. He really wants to be in there. He has other options. He's good behind the mic yeah. as an amitator, and we know he can rap. But guess what? Who would have guessed that Colby would be a bad winner?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a bad winner in the style of it, – it's like and – he, and he's a good fighter. I mean, that wasn't even Colby's best fight. But, I mean, look, the guy is – he's a really solid fighter. And, uh, you know, he's definitely a championship-level fighter. But it, it just – he makes your stomach hurt when he does these interviews and it's not in a crazy way, like, Oh, this guy's day. It's like, Oh, you're doing like that interview with Usman was awful. Yeah. Like, and it's like, it doesn't need to be that. Cause what are you doing? He's going full heel,
0: you know? And, uh, uh you know, he was down on that shit, but he can fight, you know, we got to say it's true. He can, fight. 100% he
1: can fight. He's a really good fighter. Yeah.
0: You know, I think, I think, uh, Kamara is going to be even worse for him next time. I'd like to see him versus, uh, I'll tell you the guy I feel the worst for is Leon Edwards. Leon can somebody, somebody get Leon Edwards a fight, please? Please. Can we please get Leon Edwards a fight? Am I the only guy that wants to watch this guy fight? I want no, to fight you're him. not.
1: Masvidal. I want him to fight Masvidal. Uh, I, I would love to see him get Covington. I would love to see him get uh, Usman. I would love to see Leon Edwards get anybody next. And I don't know what's happening unless he's holding out for too much money.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man, but I, I, I want to see him in the mix. I mean, uh, again, the Kobe Covington versus versus uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking, uh, Masvidal is obviously interesting, you know, friends turned enemies type of angle there, you know, um, I, I mean, it's an exciting time. I, I like to see him matched up with any of those.
1: Yeah. I would too. And, you know, and look, he's at his press conference afterwards and the president call, I mean, that is kind of a cool moment. Uh, for the UFC and for any fighter to have the sitting president of the United States call you uh, after, after you, you beat, uh, you know, a fighter like Woodley, but I I felt really bad for Woodley because not just for losing, but because I know he didn't want to lose to Colby. And again, I I think we've talked about it, Matt, last time we spoke about it, I forgotten about the till fight, but he is, I mean, when you look at Gilbert Burns, um, uh, Jesus, Camaro, and, and now Colby, he has lost, I want to say 14 straight rounds. Um, he has lost in the UFC, and it's—I don't understand it because he's—he's he's not a fourteen. No one loses fourteen straight rounds. He's too good of a fighter. It's not a skill thing. I—I I don't know what it is.
0: I mean, it wants to the champ, and the other wants to be a contender. But the difference is too. Look, look at Gilbert. I mean, how about this? Look at does Gilbert Burns look like he wants to be there? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. These guys. It's, it's listen. Physically, he's—he's—he's he's, yeah. he's a, he's a freak, Tyree. But mentally is it, mental is right there. I mean, does he want to be in there? That's the question. Does he want to be in there? You can't be in there for a paycheck. You know what I mean? you got to be in there to take someone's soul. And that's what these other guys, that's the difference. Yeah. You know, and it's huge. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, we did not. This is, I, I would definitely was want to touch on Tyron.
1: Yeah. What, what do you think about that? Uh, I, I kind of thought, look, I, I we both had Cowboy because we love Cowboy. I, I did think that Nico, I mean, I, I know there was the eye poke, but I kind of thought Nico should have got the nod on that one, but I'm okay with a draw. Yeah. it wasn't
0: for the eye poke, he would have had the nod, you know, with a point. But it was almost like I think he was he was getting mad at himself. But I you i kept thinking like he kept he keeps doing it. He keeps putting his fingers out. Like I think he was mentally screwing himself, Nico. Like he, yeah. he was like, Oh damn it, oh what oh what I do that again You know, it's like what are you doing? It's like he was concentrating almost on it. Like without no. even like he's not a dirty fighter at all him going
4: back to the ah! I'm like what the fuck dude put those fingers up Nico's just crazy like that I was him him apologizing like you the yeah. whole week every time you talk to him like oh man how you doing he goes oh, I'm just so excited to be fighting <laughs> cowboy oh my god I'm fighting. like he's just he's a wild dude outside of the octagon so I think him like apologizing that yeah. profusely was very genuine like he just he likes Cowboy so much and looks up to him so much that he didn't want to make it like he didn't want to make him mad at him. I genuinely think he was like, oh, man, bro. I'm yeah, so he didn't sorry, want to win I'm like so that sorry. or have
1: the fight stop like that or have Cowboy be incapacitated because of an yeah. eye poke. Um, yeah, that was a fun one to watch. And Dana was kind of saying that he thinks maybe Cowboy should start looking maybe possibly stepping down. And He went out looking at least like he was in the fight the whole time. I mean, he, he never seemed like he wasn't in the fight.
0: This is where, this is where Cowboys should really hold his head up high. Nico did the, they did some really good game planning in that fight in a sense where they know sometimes if the onslaught is too, too much that it could, it could take out, uh, Donald, uh, in the first round. It's happened several times before someone comes out too hard. And I'll tell you right now, you can't come out any more aggressive than when Nico, the way me than any more than, hold on, I'm stuttering. <laughs> I had like three shots. Of throwing anything but the kitchen sink, elbows, knee, everything but head bucks. He was throwing just, what about those elbows in close? So I thought that he was going to get him out of there at one point. Cause it looks, it looked remi- you reminiscent of some other fights that he's been in. So he was jumping on him and you know Nico doesn't get tired. Really, you know, like yeah. he has a, a good um, gas tank. So for for Donald, and this is a personal victory for him, like a moral victory in a sense where for him to overcome that onslaught and then come back and get back in the fight and do well. That that alone, you know, listen, it it didn't work in Conor's fight. You know, he got taken out and several other So he weathered that storm, which it looked like it might have been one of those hard nights for Cowboy you know, he did, he did show some uh, perseverance and whether that's, the yeah, worst. he could
4: be a, he can be a slow starter. I mean, that's kind of the, the caption that they've put on, you know, most of his career and it's fair enough that it takes him a minute to kind of get cracking. But, um, and I agree with you. Listen, I, people always questioning, you know, Oh, cowboy doesn't take pressure. Well, you know, he took it and he responded and he, lo- he looked better and better as the fight went on. I just, I talked to him a little bit backstage and, I don't. I don't think he takes much joy in you know small personal victories like that. He was pretty. He was pretty down. He kept saying, "Man, that's five in a row." And I said, "No, it's not." I said, "That was that was a that was a draw. That's not a loss." He's like, "Yeah, but we both know that had that eye poke not happened, it would have been five in a row." Like he was pretty. He was pretty down and dejected, and I just I hate seeing that because you see
0: his Instagram too. With his kid, he's with his kids. He's with- yeah, yeah. So he knows what it's all about. And at the end of the day, even though that. Raw, that initial onslaught. I think that's what probably Dane is talking about. Like, you don't want to see guys that will catch up to you sooner or later because he's yeah. a tough son. Because those were that was that that would have got a lesser man out of there. Because, but man. I
4: definitely don't think I definitely that can't be how he. I mean, there's no way that's the last we see of Cowboy. There's no way that's not how he's going to go out. I agree that he needs to be maybe a little bit more calculated about the next. The, the this last phase of his career be be super calculated about it, in how he's training and when he's taking fights and in what fights he's taking, which I know is not his style, but that's I don't know. I, it, it makes me sad to think that we're having this conversation because yeah. I love. Him hey, so
1: by the way, we didn't talk about uh, I think Tyone Chris Tyone, uh, the Jessica Rose Clark over a uh, Sarah uh, Alpar fight. The uh, wow, did, did, Matt, you saw that the uh, that when he when he wolf it
0: that rose, was clark, yeah. rose clark she looked freaking up. she looked awesome man yeah she looked awesome but uh yeah that fight should have been over <laughs> That fight should have been over i even feel bad. that ref is such a nice guy too that's what really was sucks. he wrong
1: though yeah. like literally did he do something against the rules was it against yes. the rules center they were back and forth he did okay
0: yes the, it's
4: almost is
0: it, is it the same ref that stopped
4: it with uh yes
1: oh red and hair, herman and uh hair. mike rodriguez thank you yeah
4: yes mike rodriguez yes
0: who mike rodriguez when they stopped that when the, when the ref goes wait hey, I mean, time out yeah. he goes time out dude the guy was like he had no clue what was going on he was almost like what do you mean his face had that same confused look I until he got promoted.
1: He was just like, "What the fuck?" What, what triggered? On? Let me ask you. Oh. With uh, I wonder with with this ref, was there a fight that he refed that went on too long, where he let someone take too much damage? Because you always wonder, like, what, like, what, what's causing Woodley to not throw? What triggered him not throwing? What triggered this ref to be overly panicky about somebody getting hurt, like you know, stopping things where he shouldn't? I'm wondering if he was in a fight that where somebody took way too much damage.
4: I can't think of any off the top of my head, but his problem is not so much the damage thing or stopping the end of a fight. It's seeing fouls that aren't there. So yeah, I wonder if maybe there is a giant maybe, foul. Right. That he, but I don't know. I don't have an answer. Hey, there's been guys that
0: got kicked in the groin or poked or something like that. And he's like, oh, I my groin. I didn't see it. Keep fighting. This, yeah. this that. So it's like you might have to fight through. You know, Frank Trigg took advantage of that with Matthews.
3: <laughs> and i don't like either
0: guy so i don't got a horse in the- but I, I wish something fell off the ceiling and they both got taken <laughs> out but anyway and matt hughes was going to the ref and i think it was big john they had to keep fighting and then and he almost trig almost finished them but of course trig fucked it up and hughes ended up beating them but the point is they didn't see the foul jimmy and they just kept fighting you can't say oh that was close there i might have he didn't see it. Nobody said anything. It's crazy.
4: The problem is, like, I I could understand the mistake of thinking because I actually had the same thought. I thought, oh man, was that legal? Because that that sequence was very close. I don't blame him for not having, you know, the ability to see that because yeah. it was it was milliseconds. It was right. whether her butt was on the floor or not. The problem was that he restarted the fight because once you go to replay, and someone told me, well, he didn't go to replay. Someone else told him that it was not a, that it was not a foul. So I think that's where the rubber meets the road is whether he actually went to replay or not because if he does go to replay he's not allowed yeah, to restart Yeah, I, I didn't
1: it. fault him either for, for missing that because again, the only way I saw that her butt was off the floor was on the reverse angle like it, like it was an angle he couldn't yeah. have seen. Yeah, and, like and, and in a nanosecond you think someone's getting kneed in the face, you stop it. I kind of got that but you're right. But from the back you could see it was like that much space between her butt and the floor. It was like you know that could happen. But what you think was the restart, did he go to replay or not? Yeah. Um, but isn't somebody telling you kind of like going to replay? Like, isn't that a technicality? <laughs> like, if Matt sees it and tells me, it's like, well, that's replay. I mean, you know, I just, I'm just i using Matt to see the replay instead of me seeing it.
4: I agree with you. I think that that essentially is the same thing, because my understanding is that there there are referees positioned outside of the octagon, and they can right. confer with each other. But I agree with you. Isn't that basically – doesn't that serve the same purpose as – because you're stopping the action, you're going to a third party for information. And then the idea is that you once you do that, you can't get the fight going again, which I love replay being in the fights. I just wish, I don't know, I wish we could restart. It's not I like guess. baseball or football I though.
1: Replay, I need- I, and I and I like replay because I think, you know, people train really hard. They should get the calls right. It's fighting is different though, for some reason to get into the exact same position is different than, okay, uh, redo the third down. It, it's just a different thing. Um, yes, buddy.
0: Hey, Jimmy, we're not going to figure this out. <laughs> hey, listen, Laura, I'm, I'm quarantined. What are you watching <laughs> on? like streaming. Can you somebody help me out with, I don't know. I'm There's only so much. Wait, I can look out my balcony. We'll hold Matt. Can hold we on, see the
1: hotel room you're in? By the way, that looks like a suite. Jesus.
0: Sure, look at here. And look what they thought way, idiot. nicer oh, mine was like way look nicer. That. Welcome back. Look at they that, nice. And they know about me stealing Dana's candy, so they gave me candy because I stole Dana's candy last time. They're nice. They uh, look, ready? Uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It might be no, a no, character. no.
1: Well, you're <laughs> looking around this room right now. Matt is showing us on this giant hotel suite, it's
0: gorgeous.
1: I know. Yeah, you know. By the I, way, how about you talk Dana into doing maybe a, a, a live UFC unfiltered from Abu Dhabi? So you're not there by yourself. You have a pal come with you. So, what are you doing this week in uh, Abu Dhabi? I'm not even
0: sure of what we're doing. Uh, there's a hint of us going to a Ferrari world, Ferrari world, which is like Wally world. No, it's like a, it's like a so bunch of like, roller coasters and this. And I don't know, but all I know is. Me and Dean Thomas going to the head of the line and getting on these things are going to be fun.
4: You guys are filming, you guys are filming looking forward to a fight again? Cuz I got to tell you something. That episode with Michael Bisping, I literally I pissed myself laughing. When you guys were in the skydiving, I died.
1: That thing, Matt, when you talked about cuz you weren't that high up for some reason. I thought you guys were higher. What was so hard about it? Was it was hard to breathe with the air blowing in your face like that? I listen.
0: I didn't If you look up to the ceiling, it's there was like rafters and right. metal. It, it wasn't like you go up there like oh, there's cushions the way It looked it would listen. I don't be yeah. scary because you sound a little windy. Yeah. The door is right there, but you don't feel like you could just get to it by yourself. Like you feel like it's gonna fly away. So me, I was keeping a poker face. I kept like sinking they were like flying <laughs> <they were not laughs> around But I I have a good poker face. But in my head. Cause you can't it's deafening in there. super loud. You can't hear, you can't control anything. This wind blowing up. I was just like, look, they can't keep me in here too long. Just don't freak out. Don't tell them yeah. you want out. Don't let them know. Just go through the most little monkey. And I'm doing what the guy's telling me to do.
1: Meanwhile, I'm like, dude, I can't. How did it feel though? Like, did it feel like you were actually like, that's what it would feel like falling? Was it hard to breathe or no?
0: I don't know what was happening. Like I couldn't control shit. That's why you still pissed big. He saw me just going up, so he thought it was maybe easy. <laughs> he, I know he was going nuts. Because uh, that's what it feels like. But then when you see them going in there, the girl was even better than the guy. They were like superheroes, the way they control that shit. Oh, wow. Wild. They're up, and I guess they know how to change their body and with the wind, and it was pretty cool. But it looked—it was something that I always wanted to do. But then once I was in there, I'm like, ah. Would you? And by by the way, the
1: fact that Dana does this—this is what's so not. Dana's worth six hundred million, and he's still jumping off things and doing all this high-risk shit. Like, what a what a lunatic! I would do none of that stuff if I if I had that kind of. I would just literally—I would walk around with padding on, so I didn't hurt myself. Hey, well,
0: Dana's got. Dana had my respect. Oh, ever since he jumped on that bull. He doesn't have to do another thing again. That bull was fucking killed him. That was the craziest thing we ever did.
4: I don't know if you know this, Matt, but I have been, I've been pitching that crew an idea for a long time because, you know, we've got James Krause's promotion here in Kansas City as well as Invicta. I've been trying to pitch looking for a fight here forever and I live on a ranch and I said, listen, Nothing would give people more joy than watching Matt Sarah try to work cattle. And by work, I don't have you ever worked cattle before, you know what that entails? No. So we would, you know, I probably have my father-in-law come up and he's basically you but with more f-bombs and a cowboy hat. So we we live we live on a ranch and we uh are our we breed. So like we could have you preg check cows. Not you you would just have a glove that would go all the way up to your shoulder and you oh, would hurt no, no. it into the, the cow's rectum and then you oh, try to wait, feel through for the little rectum? baby moves in there. That's how you do it. Yeah.
1: Why not through the, the so vagina? Through like throat. I don't know like I, I mean just the I don't understand why that was
4: Cuz when they're pregnant, you don't want it, you don't want to be sticking an entire arm up there, but the way that the calves are positioned in the cow, you do it through their butt cuz then you when your hand is in there, you <gasps> Can let me ask you, on a it. scale from you 1 to 10 hooves, then they're pregnant. How much
1: do they cows dislike that? Do I'd, they I'd kick? give it a
4: solid 8. But they're in a they're in a shoot, so they can't they can't kick you, and you know you you use a lot. Do they, of make, do,
1: do they all of a sudden for a second like ah? <laughs> like <what?
4: laughs> yeah, there's some, kicking, there's some kicking involved, but it's all over It's over relatively quickly because obviously we don't want to, we don't want to like, it doesn't hurt them. And we don't want to get them stressed out because they're pregnant and we want them to have nice, healthy babies, but we need, And you can
1: feel little hooves. Aren't they, let me ask you, aren't they? Cause I I think a human baby is like in a sack, isn't it? So are they, are you actually feeling the hooves through a sack? Is there any chance that you would break them by like squeezing the hooves?
4: Because the hooves are also very, they're soft when they're in the womb and, and when they're first born, they're kind of like, squishy but my father-in-law could certainly walk you through uh through doing that and that has been just telling you i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep putting it out to the universe because nothing would be give me greater joy than to have you on my ranch matt and have you stick your whole arm up one of my cow's butts
1: you look at matt's arm though i'm sure they'd rather have uh, you know a a slender (laughs) arm than matt's beefy ass arm
4: (laughs) or anything
0: jimmy but you've been asking to come on the show for a while so this might be the episode where jimmy makes an appearance
1: wouldn't that be funny if Dana's like, you don't get to go to Abu Dhabi. I'll, I'll get you a ticket to Kansas and you can put your arm in a cow's ass. <laughs> That's so
3: great.
4: To what you were saying earlier, I feel like though that more and more, Matt, people are are realizing that they need a plan B once they're done with this fighting career. And I'm seeing, I feel like I'm seeing more and more fighters do forward thinking things, I guess, outside of the octagon, like uh, real estate or or you know, side businesses, things like that. I think moving forward there will be more people that, that you can look at and say, Oh, they, they had a good, you know, they had a good run. And then they went on to do things, you know, outside of the octagon too. James Krause, I don't like that's where I that's who always comes to mind for me because that's where I train obviously. But that guy, he's got so many things going on, coaching, fighting and then setting himself up for the future as well. So
0: yeah, he's one of those guys that has a bunch of uh, irons in the fire, though.
4: Yeah, totally.
0: I like that other kid that was just on. We had him on last week. It, uh, what's his name with the Switchblade gold? Oh, Kevin. You talked to Kevin? Yeah. Kevin Kroom. Kroom. He
4: was That's- great.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Kevin Kroom. He was, it was great. Yeah, what great energy he had.
4: That's my boy. I've known Kevin a long time. Kevin yeah. Kevin trained with us back when it was Grindhouse. And, man, I wish I wish people could know all the little things that happened in the weeks preceding, in the months preceding that gigantic moment, because there could easily be a documentary about not only that guy's whole career, but like the things that happened in the lead up to that fight that made that moment 10 times more incredible than it already was. I, I just, I can't even, I could sit here and talk about it for an hour, but not that many would yeah. be, people would care. So it won't <laughs>
0: it was like 24 hours notice. No, something like that.
4: Yes. But he, he had been booked. The week previous and was so excited over the moon and then got tested positive for covid but had no symptoms and they cut him from the roster so like i i facetimed him after that happened I mean, he's like crying because this is he feels like his entire dream was just you know a grasp away and now He's no longer and He had been posting all the stuff. I'm a UFC fighter now. And then they cut him and he's like devastated. I mean, devastated.
1: Wait, why'd they cut him? Because he tested positive, or it was just
4: Yeah. I want someone said something to me because I kind of I kind of don't stay in my lane sometimes. And I messaged Sean and uh and was kind of not I, I knew Sean, you know, what else could he do? But I was curious about what happened. And uh he said something about the insurance policy that the UFC has, like, I want to say maybe it's a little bit different now during COVID times. And I don't know if it's the number of people that they have on the policy or whatever, but um, the, the word insurance was thrown out there. But anyway, Kevin felt like, you know, my dream is gone now. I don't know if I'm ever going to get a shot again. Cause he doesn't have the cleanest record in, in the world, you know, and he's, he's 32. So he's not a guy that is easy to sell to the matchmakers. But anyway, we ended up with an amazing, happy yeah. ending. It was incredible.
1: Yeah, it was great. I liked him a lot. I was happy for him after we uh, talked to him. Hey, did did you guys see too? Also, uh, uh, Laura and Matt, did you see that footage of Adesanya and Costa bumping into each other in the hallway? Yeah, and yes. shaking. I was so you know again. I guess when you're face to face with the guy, you got to just you can shake hands or be an ass. That was kind of interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, he said he's looking skinny, no?
1: Something like that. Adesanya said that about himself, right? Or or did Costa no, say that?
0: Uh, I think he said it about Costa, the name. He goes, No, I'm, sh- I, I, I don't, uh-huh. I, quick, maybe I'm wrong.
4: No, no, I think you're right. I think maybe the, I think Adesanya was like digging at him, but in kind of a playful, sort of nice way. Yeah. But maybe Costa didn't pick up on it because of the language barrier, or whatever. But yeah, it seemed oddly friendly, even though Adesanya was like, Yeah, you're looking skinny.
0: <laughs> you do picks or you don't do picks because you interview him afterwards and stuff like that, Laura.
4: So I, I like doing picks, even though I'm not going to say I'm right all the time. But the rule is, for me personally, with who I report to, that I can't do picks on a on a card that I'm going to work because of the very reason that you just said. So if I'm not working the card, I can pick away.
0: Are you working that card with Adesanya? I'm not. No. Okay.
4: So what do you got? Let's
1: see, Matt. Yeah. Who do you have? Uh, Adasanya. All
4: right, so this it's it's a tough one because like I said in the beginning of the show I have the ability to play devil's advocate so easily in my own head and I do go back and forth about this a lot but I think at the end of the day I'm going to side with Adasanya and I think that it's because although Costa is incredibly powerful and in a way I think that some of the other more powerful I think than Whitaker more powerful than than Gastelum even though those guys obviously have plenty of power in the hands uh he's a scary proposition but I think that the way that he fights his style of of coming forward with a lot of pressure I just it's funny because like I, I consider myself a massive Adesanya fan and yet Many, many times in his career, I've picked against him, and I don't even know why I do it. I just talk myself out of it, even though I think so incredibly highly of him as a fighter. I was struggling with the Yoel Romero fight, but I think I did end up picking him on that one. But um, he, to me, it's like watching a computer algorithm work when you when you watch him fight because he's so. Every little bit of information that you give him in the way that you react to his feints, in the way that you move, in the way that you come forward, the combinations that you use, it's like he's filing in a way and he's just continuously getting smarter and smarter and smarter. Every single move you make, he is learning. And then you'll see a moment where it's like, oh, he's got it. He spit the program out and now he's going to take over the fight. So I, I'm taking out of Sonia, but that's not to say my jaw's not going to hit the floor if Costa knocks him out because that's what Costa does.
1: This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by P3, the official protein snack of the UFC. P3 portable protein packs are a savory and crunchy combination of three dynamic sources of protein from meat, cheese, and nuts. Each P3 pack contains up to 13 grams of protein, and they come in great-tasting combinations like turkey, almond, and Colby Jack. P3, three dynamic ways to fuel your day with protein-packed meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. Hi, Mackenzie. Hi. Now, where, what is that behind you? Are those clothes hanging, Or surfboards? What is that?
2: Surfboards. Yeah. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah.
1: Are you a big surfer or is that just where you happen to be sitting?
2: Her husband. My husband. He's a professional surfer. This is his. Oh, it's, that's right. Okay. Yes. Our backyard.
0: <laughs> is your husband a jujitsu uh, player as well or no?
2: No, he, he's learning some. He's learning it, but he's a professional surfer. You know, he kind of. He doesn't want to get his ankles in his way especially with his wife, like me and I, I'm always tacking the ankles, you know? So he's like, baby, don't get on my ankles. You know, we're going to get hurt, but he's learning now. He's learning now. Oh, wait, do you show him stuff? Yeah, I show him stuff all the time. <laughs>
1: uh, that's what I want. See, if, if I marry somebody, I want them to be able to fight and defend me because I can't fight. <laughs> so I want somebody who can fight to defend me.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. Like we, when we go out to like parties and stuff, I swear, it's almost like guys try to like test him, you know, because... They know that he's my husband and they'll like try and start stuff with him. It's so crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, we met on the beach, you know, we did like we met at a party, we didn't meet like in the gym or anything. So, he's like good vibes, totally different vibes than like fighters, you know. But, um, the guys don't care, you know, they're like trying, they're like, I'm gonna, you know, stand up to him and see what he says. And he stands up too. So, <laughs> And then I'm there too. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> really? So your husband's always catching shit from, from like fighters.
2: No, not fighters. I don't know. Just guys that usually the guys, they know who I am, you know, like at, at bars or parties and something. And then it's almost like they want to like test him. I don't know. And see or try to show or I don't know. See what he can do. You know, it's always, always something like that.
0: Mackenzie, do you surf or no?
2: I surf, yeah. I'm not a good surfer. He's man a beast, but the same way he's he, he I teach him jiu-jitsu, I'm teaching him he's teaching me surf. So I've got some I done some surf trips and things like that. It's been fun. <laughs> Listen,
0: congratulations on that fight. Yeah. What amazing arm lock. Mackenzie, it's hard to get the arm lock when capture <laughs> that foot in half guard. You know that it's it's no it's, it's annoying. A lot of people use that as an escape to get out. Yet you were confident to go for it even with your foot trapped. Do you get? Have you have you got it like gotten that arm or similar like that in class before with the foot trapped in hip guard? Or
2: ah uh, yeah, I like I I did almost kind of similar to the fight. You know, like you just keep going. Like you can feel when the elbow is you lost the elbow. You know, um. So we're just trying to find the right find the right angle. You know, like i i, I want to at least keep a little bit pinching you know my not my knees but like my thighs you know and not let her elbow leave my my hip you know the groin area but as long as I was there you know i was like oh i'm gonna find it you know because she it would like get tight and then she would get a little bit um like be able to turn a little bit an angle and then it would like release the pressure and then i'd get it tight again and then she like be able to release the pressure you know so it's like going on and I, and I was like i said Man, she has so much heart. I saw her her episode on the Destin, like our episode on her part. She's like been through so much, you know, and I like, mean, this girl's tough, you know, so I'm thinking in my head like, man, am I going to have to dislocate this? You know, I like, I hope not, you know, but I like, I'm going to keep putting the pressure, you know, because... We're both adults, you know, so we both know what we're doing. (laughs) Another
0: technique that I love, and I use it all the time because I have short little legs, is off the triangle, when you can't get the triangle, there's the uh, umoplata of that. I love to use that as a reversal. And you did that same exact thing. Is that another technique you use a lot, the umaplata, the reverse?
2: Yeah, like for sweep, right? Um, Yeah, it's just like really to see what what they can, what they're, that's why they say jiu-jitsu is like chess, you know? Like I make a move and then they can go one way or the other and then we just keep playing off of that. But um, yeah, like when I'm doing something, I already know like three different things. I know like the three options or four options that could happen, you know, and that's why I think it's a different level, uh, like sport jiu-jitsu, you know, compared to like the woman in the MMA in like their jiu-jitsu, you know, not that for sure you can't, like probably most of them could submit me if I, you know, mess up on something, you know, they're all like, they're tough girls, you know, they train their jiu-jitsu, but um just being competitive in jiu-jitsu my whole life you know like when when you're defending one i'm already thinking about like three four you know and then you defend one more and i'm thinking three more new ones you know so i was definitely like okay triangle omoplata i really want the crucifix you know with it so i was kind of trying to feed her if she would stand up i wanted to go to the leg lock like my last fight so i had the hand um kind of hooking her leg you know um and then just kind of trying to bounce her a little bit like move her a little bit because she was kind of heavy on my leg so see or what she's gonna do then we went to the sweep and just kept flowing so it's I was I almost forgot oh yeah you can punch you know I felt like a jiu-jitsu match you know I'm like oh let me get some punches in there too and you
0: did you did some which was nice which was when Mm -hmm. she was looking to protect the arm
2: yeah I think when I get the punches kind of like first she's (laughs) like okay I'm just focused on the submission and then oh yeah she's punching me in the face too I think that helped a little bit I felt it
1: were you surprised she followed you to the floor? Oh, sorry, Matt. Were you surprised she followed you to the floor and you slipped?
2: Oh yeah. I think everyone was surprised. You know, I think even for me, the quick reaction, like when you fell, when I fell was almost like, um, like I felt almost like embarrassed, like, Oh shoot, I got to get up fast. You know? And like, before I could get up, shorty came on top, you know? So my first reaction was to, was to stand up instead of waiting to see, you know? So it was good for me to learn like, Hey, if I fall on the ground, don't, you don't need to stand up fast. You know, you can play guard, you know, a little bit and I don't know, kind of play it off but like, Oh no, I meant to do that, you know, <laughs> and just see what happens. You know, if, obviously they say like, stand up. Okay. Stand up. No problem. But, um, for me not to be like panic. Oh, no, you need to stand up. I hope no one saw that kind of thing, you know, like relax and, and, and just play like if they come in, like she did and, and Hannah too did the same thing. She kind of came forward. So, um, yeah, I'm, I was so surprised. <laughs> Yeah, well, Randa's
0: a very good grappler, so I wasn't too surprised that she followed you down. Because even if you're the better submission artist, the 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 better jujitsu girl, she might know enough that she thought to maybe take away the angles and do a ground and pound.
2: Yeah, ground and pound. Yeah, because like jujitsu, but with punches mixed in, you know. They say like, okay, black belt becomes a brown belt, then you punch a little more, then becomes a purple belt, you know. So I I was thinking maybe ground and pound, you know. But I mean, I slipped. I didn't like um. Like, we didn't – it wasn't off, like, I don't know, maybe she knocked me or I don't know, yeah. something like that, you know. So, so we were kind of, like, really fresh, you know. So I was like, okay, uh, this is good, you know, a lot of time. Like, I'm not tired or anything. So um, it worked out.
0: And you want to – you said that you, you wanted to get another fight before the end of the year. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, if it's, if it's possible, you know. I, I know a lot of people are wanting to fight. Everyone's so pumped up. You know, a lot of the contenders, they're getting fights in um, quick. You know, back to back. The girl I fought, Hannah. She fought, I think, twice, may- maybe three times. Twice for sure. Since three times since my since my fight. You know, so it's like when uh, she's fighting so much, and yeah, I want to get in there too. I'm excited to see like if I move that all in the ranks and see what's the next step and see what's coming.
4: I've had the benefit of uh, interviewing Mackenzie already after <laughs> her win, but Mackenzie, you got to tell these guys what you told me. She, uh, she has now a list of submissions uh-huh. that have never been executed either uh-huh. at all in the UFC or especially in the women's divisions. And she's just going to start checking <laughs> off that list. So we're going to
2: see go-go platas, twisters, uh, you know, banana splits, you know, uh, let's see, lo- lots of different things, you know, obviously everything like legal, you know, but you know, just, <laughs> just <laughs> everything that's kind of a little bit like uh, normal, you know, in the Jitsu world. Uh, because what's so surprising when the leg lock for me like lock is something so common you know and I said yeah it's never happened. and but it just shows how we're still new you know at the sports like bring in especially the women's division is way more new than the, the men's division you know so I'm like man okay this is my world you know let's get those bonus like now my focus isn't like to win the fight you know my focus now is like okay I'm going after the bonus every time every time so I think even that might give a different um like not scared you know the girls not scared but like man She's not coming to me. She's coming to do something crazy to me, you know. Like I don't like. I don't know what submission is gonna come, you know, because I want the bonus. Like just the way is okay, but I want. I want something. New. Sure.
1: Well, do you, Mackenzie? Do you have your eye on anybody else? Is there a, who, who would you like next if you had to? And I know you're not big on trash talk, but is there anybody that you might
2: have your eye on? Mm, no. I mean, I don't know because. Yeah, I don't know anyone. Anyone really, it's, for me, I, I don't think, like, uh, a certain matchup. I always get kind of, like, like they say, you know, oh, the striker versus the grappler, you know, is that a better matchup? Because if we if I get to the ground, the grappling's not good and I'll do really good, you know? Um, or is it better to fight someone who's more grappling, like Randa, because maybe she'll want to play the ground and um, I'm confident on my ground, so I'll win that either. way. So, for me, there's no really matchup that I know is, like, oh, it's a better matchup or worse matchup um like I said I just want to keep going the ranks and try to get to the to the belt you know um sooner sooner rather than later you know but no rush because this I had 80 weeks to fight for the to train for this fight and I felt so good with that time to be able to train and um <clears throat> I think this fight I got a little less beat up than with Hannah you know Hannah got some elbows on yeah. me some knees you know so I was like sore from the fight this one I'm feeling pretty good so um, no one in particular. I'm, I'm excited actually to see who they offer, you know, what who are the options and things like that.
0: You never looked better. And any, is there some more inspiration or whatever, motivation or anything since having a child? I mean, is there any you feel any difference? Like, or how is it even getting ready for a fight now that you're a mom? Is it weird balancing that or?
2: Yeah, I think it was more weird because the corona, you know? So um, now mm. that Moa is in the phase where we're like trying to get her into things, like she goes to the academy and surf, but she's doing like swimming and gymnastics. So she's with other oh. kids. Uh, she's 15 months. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so she's doing like swimming and gymnastics like with other kids and things like, like classes and stuff like that. So uh, in the beginning, it was okay. We weren't like, and everyone takes care of the, the organization, like the schools and stuff. They were yeah. mad, but, you know, take her to the playgrounds and try and just to make sure I don't get Corona, they don't get, the family doesn't get it, you know, and be training too. Um, but other than that, she's such a cool girl, you know, she's, she's, and my husband, like, like I said, there's no competitions right now for him. The surf, they stopped this year. So it's like, I really want to just take advantage that I have this support at home it and yeah. it's when he's traveling and he's out for like months at a time competing. Then it's going to, I think it's going to be a different, Different story, you know, so really just take advantage to be able to train and because the corona, I w- I'm usually before I had a baby, I was kind of like not party girl, you know, but kind of just this like single girl living a fighter's life, you know, make some money and go party and travel and okay, I don't have a fight scheduled, you know, let me, let me, you know, whatever, go travel and now like, okay, I have a family, I need to, you know, make sure that she has food on the table, everything. You know she has like clothes she has all these things to to be to be taken care of and me and my husband so um, after the fight just want to come back and start training and I couldn't travel either I because everything was closed so just came back to the training and then I start to see results so fast you know like man so this is what people say like when you just train hard you know you start to evolve you know not like just train. On the moment of a fight, you know, like oh, I don't know, four weeks before a fight, starts training. Like I'm training without something scheduled, so then I really start to see the results. Like man, I'm evolving, and I'm sad I didn't get to show my striking so much on the fight, you know. But um, yeah, I just felt like evolving so much. Um, training just because you like to train, and now at the Ruka gym, I it's a uh, it's getting a lot more motivation. I feel so much focused, just a different person because I'm Moa because my loss two it sucked to get that zero taken away. I think uh, there's nothing more motivating than to, like, come back after a a defeat, you know? It's like, man, I need to get back. I need to to win. I need people to, like, you know, see that I'm taking this seriously and yeah. i hope people can see that <laughs>
1: yeah Mackenzie, uh thank you so much we love uh, watching you fight i can't wait to see who they uh you know they line you up with next and i think you know it's safe to say that you're definitely a future champion if you continue going so uh thank you for giving us a few minutes and congratulations you look yeah. incredible. Do, do you
2: see anyone that you think would be a good matchup for me
1: I mean, obviously, I'd love to see you against Rose. I don't know if that's next, but Rose. I mean, yeah. I mean, th- there's a few matchups. I would, I would love to see you. Rose does uh, a lot against. of good,
2: good submissions. I see some flying arm bars, you know, some flying stuff. She's, she's pretty creative. That'll be fun. Yeah,
1: she's very hard to figure out too. It seems like she's pretty good everywhere, so it's kind of fun to watch Rose.
2: Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so that's best th- my I think like uh, I fought Ashley Oder, and she's she's one of like the the tougher like the fights that I think I most. Um, had like a difficulty, you know, she's just so long and Rose is a long girl too, you know, so I think that'd be a, a good fight eventually one day.
1: Good. Well, we'll talk to you again soon. And uh, congratulations. It really a great, great performance. Thank
2: you guys. Thank you so good much. Thanks everyone. Take care. All right, take
1: care, Mackenzie. It, it's funny. We had a guest mix up with time and uh, Johnny Walker, we were getting word was, uh, is now here. Let
0: me let you guys talk to him and I'm going to, I'm going to jump. Okay. Okay, buddy. Uh, Laura, Great talking to you. I'm sure I'll see you soon. You too, Matt. And Jimmy Bird, I will talk to you in a couple of days. Okay, pal. Thank
4: you, Matt.
1: All right, we got uh, Johnny. Can you
3: hear us, Johnny? Yes, sir. How are you?
1: Oh, good, buddy. How are you feeling?
3: Very good. Very good. Thank
1: you. Oh, good. So you had a pool party last night? How was it?
3: Yeah, I was with John Carvino. Just just chilling, you know, uh, on the... Wins, the, the hotel Wins, I think.
1: Oh, okay. oh you're still in Vegas.
3: Yeah. John, John just leave yesterday, come back to Ireland. And he are going to stay here for maybe two more weeks to use the Performance Institute to heal up, do some workouts there, and then come back to Ireland and to train again.
1: And uh, congratulations. Uh, a really, really impressive win because he had you in a little bit of trouble um Early, so you must feel good about being able to weather that and come back and get a win against a guy who was, I think, he's on an eight-fight win streak at that time.
3: Yeah, well, this is a tough guy, a top contender. He told me I'm ready to get punched and come back. Whatever, whatever the people hit me, I can, I can keep dungeon to knock him out. You know, so I'm really happy with this. But I don't really like my performance because I get shot. I should don't get shot. I don't have to prove that I have a good team. I have a good team, I know. But I have to be more smart on the next one, you know.
1: Yeah, but I think, you, again, you did display a good chin because you weathered the storm. And, um, I, again, I was surprised that he took you against the, the fence and went as low as he did. And did you realize when you first started landing, uh, kind of hammerfisting from the side there, that you were having the impact you were having? Did you know he was as hurt as he was?
3: Yeah, I trained a lot. Uh, everything, you know, every angle that I can punch, I know he's going to start feel because I work so hard for this, you know, and so I have experience, I know this work, I get shot like this before on the spine, and I know if I keep hitting him with a little bit short, when I have a chance to land big shots, he's going to feel more, so it's just part of the process.
1: And what was the difference between, say, this camp uh, and your prior two camps? Because you seem to say you felt really good going into this fight and you were very happy with your camp. What changed for you?
3: Uh, changed that because when you get more cons- consistently, like everyday train, uh, you, you can see your improvements. And I was really focused on this camp training. John Cavanaugh helped me with everything. He, he be, He's a really good coach, very professional, and I'm really happy to make my come turn there. And I want to come back there because of this, because of the results. It's good. I, I feel good to fight. We did a lot of tests, you know, like cardio. I know my cardio is, is amazing. I can push harder because I know I'm going to have cardio enough to hold until like three hounds fight hard. And I know I can get better as well, so... I can't, can't wait to come back there and start training again and prove myself to don't make a, make a better fight next. You know?
4: Johnny, I know we, we talked a little bit about this after your fight when I, when I interviewed you there, but I, I watched your fight again and it, it hit me again. Um, you know, We're used to seeing you dance or do the, the infamous worm or whatever after you win, but this time you sat down and you know, kind of had that meditative pose there. And I told you before, too, I had seen you at the hotel outside before your fight meditating what, what what what's this all about like why uh why why strike that pose after the fight is that kind of a message to people that like you're dealing with a different guy now my mind's in a different space
3: yeah i use my time when i go to rest or when i go to train i, I like to use 100 percent of my time to invest in myself you No, know? meditation is good to keep your mind focused to train i like to do and after the fight i did the the meditation stuff just because I don't like to get really excited and, and get hurt again you know, because I'm very hyperactive. I would like to give, make like a backflip and, back and stuff, but meditation is good because keep my, my, my body safe, then I can come back to the gym and train. Imagine I do the, some backflip or stuff and I hurt my feet or my knee. I'm very happy to do this kind of stuff. So this is good.
1: What what kind of pressure did you... We we just talked to Mackenzie Dern and she was talking about coming back after a loss and and how important it was to get that win after that loss. Did you feel an additional pressure after having a couple of losses? uh, Did you put more pressure on yourself in this fight?
3: Uh, Yeah, you know, I I come from two losses. I know I have to to beat him uh, whatever it takes. Uh, I I need this win to come back to the road, you know, and... Everybody had pressure after you lost. You know, you have to come back. You have to keep winning if you want to arrive somewhere. I feel a little bit depression, but don't know when the fight starts. Okay, it's my time. I was born to do this. And
1: Um, what what do you think about the uh, you know this Saturday you have the uh, the 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 vacated belt between uh, Blahovic and um, Dominic Reyes uh, fighting for that. What what are your thoughts on that matchup?
3: The two very big prospects. You know. And I'm really happy to to fight one, one of them one day because they are really good fighters. So I'm, I'm really excited to watch this fight. And everything can happen with this, on this lab, you know, both really good guys. And I can predict something, but I'm really excited to watch. I want to see what's going to happen next.
1: How is it dealing with the new fame too? Is it, you know I'm always interested in watching fighters when you guys are coming up, and, and you know you, you you're going you, your profile is very very high now. Everybody knows who you are, and people really really like watching you fight. How has that been that change in life in uh, in this newfound fame you have?
3: Uh, I, I like to my fans. They they support me so much. I don't have too many, too too much haters, you know. And this is help because we need the support, and I, I, this make me excited to fight for for people, you know, because I know they support me, they they believe me, and this makes me more happy to do to get hired, to 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 bring the the, the belt one day for my my country, you know, and this makes me proud, make me excited to keep going.
4: Did you uh did you see John's tweet after after your fight, John Jones' tweet to you?
3: He tweeted something, but I'm not sure what. What's that? I he don't... said
4: nice bar fight, bro. It was he was kind of implying that maybe it was a little not very technical looking was kind of the implication he was trying to get across there. Were you surprised that I mean obviously he watches fights but are you surprised that he felt the need to kind of tweet at you even though you know he's obviously in a different division now?
3: I think he he believes that we're going to meet each other sooner or later so you want to keep this relationship, you know.
1: <laughs> keep that relationship. Maybe keep something. Yeah, keep something. I mean, and look, and sometimes it doesn't have to be the prettiest win. I mean, you know, in, in Ghana, uh, a strike wasn't exactly uh, you know, the smoothest looking win. It didn't matter. You know, you, you got the W. Uh, it was a devastating elbow. Um, I would like to see you fight Rakic. I mean, that's, that, that would be a great fight. It's just as a fan of, of these matchups, I, I would love to see you against uh, Alexander uh, Rakic next, if I have any say. in it.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I would like to fight Anthony Smith. I, I want to listen to Mike. And I, I want to follow them. And they know what's the best for me. So just just want to listen to them to have an idea what I'm going to do next. And they, they're happy with this idea as well. So I think I would like to fight Anthony Smith when I have the opportunity.
1: Anthony Smith. Yeah, that's a fight that I think everybody would love to see. Um, listen, congratulations. I, you looked really uh, – I was very happy for you. That was a, a, a good win for you against a really, really tough guy who, who had been looking uh, fairly unstoppable before then. And uh, I'm, you didn't take a lot of damage, so I'm sure we'll see you again soon. I would love to see you before the end of the year.
3: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I hope I can come back soon as well. I, I want to just come back to train and get better, to not get shot, you know, next time.
1: Right, right, right.
3: I want to make my job perfect, you know.
1: Make it a little bit easier, yeah. All right, Johnny. Good talking thank to you. you Thanks Johnny. for jumping on with us. Um, and, uh, you know, keep up the, uh, keep up the great
3: work. Oh, thank you very much. Have a good day.
1: Very subdued Johnny Walker. I've never, I've never no. seen him subdued, but, uh, you know, he might, he might've just been getting up. It's a little earlier there. Laura, so much fun to have you on. I'm, I'm really happy you were able to hang with us and we were able to get Matt on and, and Mackenzie and, uh, thank you you made this really uh, great oh
4: absolutely no I, I appreciate being included here and it was it was a lot of fun for me as well i don't get to chat with matt and certainly haven't had a chance to chat with you very much so i appreciate it yeah
1: we'll do it again uh you know we'd love to have you back if you're available and uh, i'm down thank you so much all right awesome thanks guys